It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best each and every time to help you understand how complicated we are as human beings and how important it is to balance out the intellectual, spiritual, emotional, and physical parts of who we are. Um, If you don't balance them, it's like being uh, sitting in a chair that has three legs or, you know, working with a table that has three legs or is wobbly at best. So that is part of what the show is all about. And my guests reflect that from whatever area of expertise they're coming from. I have as a returning guest, uh, Joni Klein-Higger, and we'll get started with her in just a second. But I wanna remind everyone, there's over 350 shows now on my website. And if you go to www.synergyconnectionradio.com, you can find all of them under show notes. And um, I don't know, I think there's 27 or 28 pages of them. And you'd be able to find Joni on some of the other shows she has been on. Uh, There's also a link there to Boomers Forever Young. And I encourage you to go there because, you know, we're still um, being, uh, I guess, talked to about, you know, another booster shot. And um, along with boosters and everything else, is the importance of just literally staying healthy. It's part of that physical component of who we are. And so, you know, it behooves us to watch what we put in our mouth and to think about exercise and to think about our sleep and to think about how much stress we may or may not have in our lives. So this website, I've been using their products for over five years now, and I believe it's part of why I have stayed so healthy. So check out the testimonies. They have blogs, they have videos, Um, you know, go explore their website. And if there's something there that you think, wow, I need to be trying this, maybe the ashwagandha, because ashwagandha is what um, prevents your adrenal glands from going uh, crackers, you know, when you're having a lot of stress in your life, it calms it down. It also helps with sleep. So whatever you might decide you want to try, if you just put my first name in the discount uh, bar, L-U-C-Y, you're going to get $5 off of each and every order. So you might as well take advantage of that. Uh, We save money where we can these days. Uh, Inflation is not a fun situation for any one of us. And of course, everybody knows that our particular area in Florida was um, spared, but two and a half hours south of us is total devastation. It will be years before Sanibel, uh, Captiva, uh, Cape Coral, uh, Fort Myers, uh, geez, uh, Pine Island, all of these areas were so, so hard hit. And um, our hearts go out to those individuals who are going to have to rebuild their lives. So certainly stress is a huge factor for everybody these days. Um, all right. So welcome back to the show, Joni. And we're going to be talking about learning how to seize the day. And I always think of that Robin Williams movie where he stood on the desk and he said, carpe diem. And um, so that's kind of how I view seizing the day. So welcome to the show again. Thank you. And I believe that movie was the Dead Poet Society, which was was absolutely wonderful. I I agree. And it's funny because when we were talking about subjects, I was thinking very similar to you about seizing the day. So 
I'd like to start by saying we are coming through a very interesting time period in history. These COVID days have given us a lot of time to think and reevaluate what's really important to us, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be our careers, our relationships, life in general. So this is a really important time period. And now is the time to act on all of those learnings. So um, I'd like to start with a song that my grandma taught me, and it's all about seizing the day. This song is from the 1920s. Oh, and my. <laughs> isn't that unbelievable? And yes. it was written by Walter Donaldson. It was 1924. And it's called What's Today Got to Do with Tomorrow. And she used to sing this to me when I was young. And I always think of it when it's time to seize the day. When I was small, I can recall, I heard a wise man say, never put off for tomorrow what you can do today. I wonder why, but now I know why, and I feel the very same way. What's today? got to do with tomorrow when tomorrow may never come round say today what you would say tomorrow while the sun is shining down now let's suppose that tomorrow is cloudy and you cannot even say howdy what's today got to do with tomorrow when tomorrow is so far away that is an amazing song and i think it's one that all of us need to pay attention to because we talk about living in the present and so living in the present is I, I don't know. It's hard to do, I think, for most people, including myself. I try to enjoy, you know, the moment um, and I'm getting better at it. But if you're a busy person, as you are and I am, a lot of times I'm looking at what I have to do in two hours. You know, so it's it's hard to stay right at the moment because you've jumped ahead to what is going to be happening two hours from now or tomorrow or you know, a little bit down the road, maybe with a trip or something like that, that you're planning on. So that is exceptionally difficult for most of us to do that live busy lives. I would like to share a few things that we can do to help seize the day. So um, I'd like to start off by saying, I used to think it was very important to cram everything into one day. It was like, I had to get everything done. I have a to-do list that if you saw my to-do list, you would have been like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And <laughs> if I didn't finish everything, I felt like a failure. Like I was like, oh, especially because I work at home. So I have to create my schedule. And I put such pressure on myself. And I realized during the COVID time period, I realized, wow, look at the people I miss terribly. Look at things in my life that weren't working. There may have been people in my life that weren't working. And 
I just realized this is the time to, I got to get it together. Life's too short. You have to enjoy the people in your life. You have to enjoy what you're doing. And, you know, some of us can't change jobs for whatever the reason we may feel like we have to do this job, whether it be because of financial reasons that this particular job holds or, but we still need to incorporate things that we love into our lives. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you were young, what did you love to do? Think about things that you enjoy now that bring you joy. Keep it in your life. And, you know, as I mentioned, cramming everything into your life, I learned that is the opposite of seizing the day. Right. It really is. The key to seizing the day is to try and live in the moment. Enjoy everything. Your work, if you're going to work, do it with your heart. Don't have something else on your mind. Do when you're with people, be present. Don't be on your phone and thinking about all these things you should be doing or being on FaceTime. How many people do you see on restaurants who are on FaceTime and yep. someone sitting right across from them? Exactly. Right? right. I remember, I remember um, when when this all first came out with the phones and that my kids and cousins, they were so used to texting each other who lived far away that when they were together. They didn't have anything to say to each other. They didn't know how to cars, you know, talk. They we were doing it by text. Be with the people, be present, enjoy every moment, including your food, right? So like when we're eating and I don't know about you, but with me, I'm, I'm a guzzler. You know, if I see a piece of cake, that thing, it's like, it doesn't have a chance. You know, I, I want it, <laughs> but I've really been thinking a lot about this. And I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't enjoying my food. I wasn't thinking who grew the food, who baked the food, you know, each, each bite, instead of savoring the tastes, everything was like lost my senses. Mm -hmm. I, I should have been smelling things and tasting things. You and I, I remember once had a wonderful conversation about going out in nature. Mm -hmm. Remember when we mm -hmm. spoke about nature and hugging trees and, mm -hmm. and all of that. But, you know, when I take my dog out for a walk, something magical happens. I could see the world through my dog's eyes and it's just magical. Things that I take for granted are magical. Every smell, every, every little flower that, or a lizard or everything is magical. And I've been really trying to incorporate that in my life. When I take my walks, I look at the sky, I look around me, I look at the trees and this magnificent earth and the magnificent life that's all around mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I think that also happened after Hurricane Ian decimated that whole part of Florida um, is I've heard so many people say it's only stuff. Um, you know, it'll get replaced someday. It will, you know, we'll rebuild. A lot of people plan on rebuilding exactly where they were. I don't know whether insurance companies are going to permit that, but they're talking, you know, as homeowners of saying, I want to stay here. But more importantly, I've heard a lot of people say, my animals are okay. My loved ones are okay. And so, you know, they are putting their values where their heart is. You know, it's, it's, you know, sad that you maybe lost a, you know, $2,000 television set or your refrigerator and every, all the food in it, you know, is gone. But the really important things are not that. The important things are those things that are alive. The and my brother lost his home. 
My yeah. brother pretty much lost his home in his Naples. Home. He had four yeah. feet of water in his home and it was horrible, but they're alive. And thank God they weren't there, mm -hmm. but there were so many people. It's just heartbreaking when I, I, it's just so heartbreaking, but it does make us really appreciate what's important in life. Right. Our health you know, too, you know? Yeah, Our you know, health. the Native Americans of old, I mean, you know, they only had what they could put on a horse uh, or maybe drag behind them on a pallet of some sort. But I mean, you know, everything was portable because they knew sometimes they had to just move on. And I think our permanency sometimes prevents that too, because we think of this is ours. And then sometimes it doesn't stay because mother nature comes in like she did and said, no, it's mine. <laughs> you know, what's interesting. I'm finding that the older that I get, and my friends get, and my parents and my in-laws get, this stuff has so much less meaning. Like we're downsizing in so many mm -hmm. ways, like the clutter. Now, I don't know how you feel about clutter, but my house, I always had stacks of papers here and I had stuff that was given to me and I never wanted to get rid of anything because it was associated with a memory or, but like these days I'm like, you know what, what's really important. The person who gave it to me will is in my heart. It's mm -hmm. not the shirt that they gave me for my birthday 10 years ago or exactly. you know, the exactly. scarf or that yeah. I haven't worn. That's been, you know what I mean? So I feel like it also comes with age. I think, you know, we spend our earlier years trying to accumulate stuff. Exactly. exactly. And as we get older, it's like, no, what's really important are the people in our lives, our health. I never appreciated my health so much until I had health issues. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, like, what was I thinking? It's so important to do, you know, do those leg lifts and, and do that exercise and get out there and, and eat right. And, but so many things got lost when I was younger. I took it all for granted. I don't take anything for granted anymore. I really don't. I, yeah. I do think that that comes with age. You know, I think it for most kids, like some of the young people I'm working with in therapy, I, I'm blown away, you know, with how smart they are and how advanced they are in some of their thoughts. But then I see that, you know, very youthful, like I can't wait until I get my driver's permit. And yeah. then I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And I remember when I was 15, you know, and I was going to get my license at 16, that I thought that opened up a whole new world. And of course it did, but then it also opened up other responsibilities, and I find that, you know, these young people aren't even thinking about the responsibilities that go along with it. They're thinking about, I can go with my friends to the mall and I can go, you know, where I want to go eat and I can go hang out over here, <laughs> you know? So um, it is, I mean, I think we, as we age, our priorities do change. And certainly after the age, I would say of 50, we do begin to downsize and say, you know what, I need to give a lot of this to people, I've, I've given tons of stuff literally now over to Goodwill because when I moved, I knew I wasn't gonna take everything with me. So I found thrift stores where other people would really benefit from something that was still very good, but I didn't need to keep it anymore. Good point, that's a really good point. And I think there are so many people who really need these things that if mm -hmm. we have them, in our closets or in our pantries that you're not going to use. Exactly. People really need help now. I mean, we're in a point in time where there's a, a lot of people are really struggling. Yeah. And so 
you know, I mean, I, I, everybody struggles in their own way, but with, when it comes to certain things, a lot of people really are, are needing help now. Right. Well, I, I, I don't know about you since, you know, this was a relative in Naples, but I've been thinking about, you know, the migrant farmers that were down there. I mean, they didn't have a lot to begin with. And so if they had water in their houses and lost everything, you know, where do they even begin? And most of them probably had no insurance whatsoever. Um, so you, you kind of back up and gain a little different perspective because it's not just what you or maybe an individual that you know lost, but it's this bigger picture of how many people are literally without anything. I, I heard one person being interviewed and they said, well, what do you have left? And she says, I have a tent, you know, and that is where she was going to, you know, find herself living for the time being. Um, you know, so it, it's really quite incredible, but seizing the day takes on a really different perspective because it does have you come back and look at your core values and, you know, what are the things that you, you know, would never want to lose. And obviously, you know, loved ones, your pets, you know, the, the things that are around you that, that are to me that are alive. I mean, I think it would be so, so much more tragic to see a huge tree down that I loved than to see my refrigerator and all of its food gone. But this is the perfect time. This is a perfect opportunity to seize the day because mm -hmm. this is the time when you can use your gifts to help other people. This is the time to do it. It's now. Mm -hmm. This is the time to collect food, to, to give your service, to give your service and, and even to your own communities. Use your gifts now. This is the time to do all these things that you have been putting off. It's time to do it. You feel so good when you give of yourself to help somebody else. But not only that, you're really making a difference in their life. So it's, it's a two-way street. Uh -huh. And I feel like that's another thing that I realized during those past two and a half years is I needed to give more of myself to my community again. You know, I was very active in all different communities throughout the past. And the last few years, I got sick a few years back. And after that, I kind of checked out and I was kind of like just focusing on me and how do I heal myself? And during COVID, how do I stay safe? And, you know, but I did have time to realize that I'm so much more full as a person when I give to my communities uh -huh. and when I give of myself and use the gifts I've been given. Uh -huh. And when you get away from that, you start to become, I, I almost became a hermit, which is not like me. You met me, you know, I'm, I'm, we met in person and, and I'm very outgoing and I always enjoy everything. And, but I stopped for a while. I really did. I stopped. Not that I wasn't enjoying things, but it was in a different light where I didn't feel like I was connected. And I think connection is so important for all of us. And this is the time to connect with people again. And if you have people in your life who you may have lost, you know, relationships are tough. But if you have something that got in the way of an important relationship in your life, don't wait, reach out, heal. This is the time to heal across the board. And relationships are important. They're so important. If there's something that you need to say, say it, but try and do it in a positive way and uh -huh. heal, heal uh -huh. these relationships. Uh -huh. So you don't get another chance with your health and relationships when they're gone. This is yeah, the time exactly. to do it. 
go out and take a class with Zumba. I, I started doing Zumba in the park, which I love Zumba in the park. And I also started doing things that I kept putting off. Do them. This is the time. Seize the day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very, very true. Um, wow. You know, one of the areas that I think a lot of people, you were talking about relationships and, and healing them, because I think COVID did teach us, if nothing else, I mean, I think it taught us many lessons on many different levels, but it also taught us that um, you can't count on tomorrow, you know, because a lot of people that got sick they had pre-existing conditions that then turned into hospitalizations and many never came home. And so, uh, you know, it is that seizing the moment, seizing the day, seizing today as the time to make amends. You know, if there are relationships that have had difficulties, then try your best to rectify whatever it was, or at least get back on speaking terms. And I know a lot of people, it's been political. And we've been so divisive over the last four or five years that, um, you know, that has been an issue. So we had COVID and we had politics, and now we've got finances and job security and, you know, all these other things, inflation, uh, you know, where are we going with that? So I think we just have to take stock of where we are today and then look around and see what can we do today that might make a difference. Absolutely. And, and I'd also like to address some of the things that may get in our way of seizing mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are lots of things, wh whether it be fear, because fear is a biggie. A lot of people are afraid to take that chance. And I mean, I know I was for many years, I was afraid to go for the gusto. I really was when it came to writing, like a lot of it, I, I remember, I'll give you an example. So when I was younger, um, I was, I graduated with a speech communications degree. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Here I had a graduate degree and the first words they asked me is how many words can you type? So <laughs> I became, it's the truth. And I became a secretary. I didn't know what I, I didn't know what I was capable. I didn't know. And not, and it's a very important job as secretary. Don't get me wrong. Uh -huh. I, I worked my butt off as a secretary, but I didn't realize that my songwriting was really my gift. Was and that's kid? the place that I, I didn't know. So what happened was I remember going into my father's office and I remember once mentioning to you, my father worked at an amazing building, 1650 Broadway, which was songwriters and Broadway and like Don Kirshner was in there and Carol King. And it was an amazing building, Tiny Tim. And I remember going in there and there was someone in my father's office who happened to have been one of the Isley brothers. And I, at the time, was looking for a job. I didn't know. I wasn't happy where I was. And I really wanted to be in the music business, but I didn't think I was capable. I didn't think that was a real thing. I loved music, but I didn't think that's a, how do you get in the music business, you know? And he said, just go walk around. Now, before that, I was a production assistant on, for a TV show. And I worked in an advertising agency as a secretary. And I knew I loved entertainment, but it wasn't music. So I did what he said. I just walked around and filled out forms, not knowing what I, one day I had courage one day. And I get a call the next day from Atlantic Records that they're looking for someone with advertising and video experience. I didn't have that much advertising and video experience, but 
they were looking for a secretary in advertising and video. And that started my career in music because I started listening to the songs that came out on Atlantic. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not such a good song. How did they get signed? And I, didn't get, I don't understand. <laughs> and that's when I realized, wait, maybe I'm really a songwriter. Maybe I really can do this. And that started my career in songwriting. And the same, and, and so that's pretty much, if I didn't take that one chance, that one day it wouldn't have happened. Right. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come right back to talking about how you took that chance. So um, stay tuned. We're just going to have a, a very short, uh, brief commercial from our sponsors. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection show. And I have as my guest, Joni Klein here, and we're talking about taking chances because that one day, when you took a chance, opened up the doors and the windows to writing songs and recognizing that your talent was probably a lot better than everything else you were hearing. Well, and I, I didn't understand at the time what was going on. And it happened to me several times in my life. It's almost like I was pushed in the creative field and uh -huh. I didn't know it. I got bit by the entertainment bug when I worked at a TV show and advertising. And then Atlantic, it, it was just magical. I love being around that creativity. But I never realized that when I was just singing and making up little songs, I never thought that I could be professional. And another turn in my life happened with another, I've had several chances that I took and I was not a risky person, but the few times that I did take those chances, magical things happened. So another thing that happened to me was I, I had children. So I, I wound up going back to school for music, which I was a speech communications degree. I went back for music so I could pursue musical theater and I got accepted into this amazing work workshop, the BMI musical theater workshop, which I still can't figure out why they took me, but it was like magical. It's where a lot of Broadway shows came out of. And then I went back to school and got pregnant. So I stopped that career of pursuing musical theater and the songwriting of rock and all that, the kind of music that I was writing. And I started writing children's music. And, but it really started with my children. Their religious school director, the music teacher left and I was asked, well, do you have any hobbies? And I said, yeah, well, I'm a songwriter. The next thing I know, I get pulled in because they didn't have a music teacher for the religious school. <laughs> so I became Miss Joni. And now I'm known as Miss Joni in this area, in my, in, in my county, because all because of that, I started teaching music at that school, at a preschool. That's when I started writing children's music. I started working with the schools with writing songs and it all started with just saying, well, I'm a songwriter and boom, I got pulled in. So volunteer opportunities also seize the day because you just don't know where it's going to take you. And it happened to me with Girl Scouts. I, my daughter became a Girl Scout and it, I think I 
may have told you that the, the cookie, the, 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 the mom, the troop leader literally took off with the cookie money and the girls were left without a troop. And so oh, another wow. mom and I, it, it was terrible. And another, it was so sad too. The person had some serious issues and she was a lovely person, but it was really sad. And so, but there was no troop leader. So I didn't know what to do. I didn't know anything about Girl Scouts, but the other woman did. So we took over and I did the creative stuff and she did all the business and the, all the, the, the serious stuff behind the scenes. And, and we were a great team. And that's when I wrote my very first book. I never knew I was an author because of that Girl Scout troop. They wanted to earn a literature badge. They had books and I decided, well, let me write a, a you know, my, I, they had an extra book, a blank book to learn, earn the badge. And I wrote Rainbow of Friendship at that Girl Scout meeting when it was time to write a book. And that book wound up getting signed 10 years later, but a song that I wrote at the religious school told, called 10 Little Latkes wound up getting signed sooner than that, soon after uh, that Girl Scout. I mean, I decided to try it out as a book author and they did pick up 10 Little Latkes turned into 10 Snucka Pennies, which is still out there today. It was published in 2005. So isn't that fascinating? I, one of the things that I'm personally convinced of is I feel like I always have had um, like an angelic guide that has been with me. And when I stop and listen, then, you know, I get guided. If I'm busy doing it myself, you know, they're just kind of in the background like, oh, okay, well, you know, that worked or that, that didn't work. And, but if I'm really listening, then those doors open. And so, you know, when you talk about taking chances, I think that because you were open to hearing the opportunity and willing to take the chance, you know, you may have a, a whole slew of uh, guides that are, are following you around saying, okay, we need a songwriter over here and we need you to write a book over here. And here's a Girl Scout troop that's going to give you some, uh, you know, information to work with. But, you but how many times do we say no when we get yeah. when we get messages? How many times have we not gone for it because we were afraid right. to take that chance right. because it's either too much work or we're afraid to fail, which I've done that many times. Or I was so afraid that I would fail that I, I wouldn't do book readings. And then I finally was like, why not? You're given something. You're given this gift. You got to get it out. But there were years and years that I was afraid. And yeah. I'm tired of being afraid. I don't want, I want to live my life. And we all have a responsibility to live these authentic lives that we have. Every single person, every listener out there, every person in this world is given a gift. We all mm -hmm. have multiple gifts mm -hmm. that we can do that other people can't do. And many times you don't realize that other people can't do it. I took for granted that anyone could write a song. I didn't realize that not everybody could write a song, you know, and not everybody is, is a great student but it doesn't mean you don't have your gifts. There are gifts that you have to give, whether it be being an incredible mechanic or being incredible with numbers or, I mean, every art, music, but it goes way beyond the arts. Everybody has talents. And mm -hmm. how are you using these talents in your day? You were given something someone else can't do. You have a responsibility to use it. That's how I feel. I feel we all have a responsibility. We have, there's a term in Judaism called tikkun olam. And it means that each of us have a responsibility 
to repair the world, that there were things that we see that need repairing or things that we could do to bring as much joy into the world as possible. We, that's our job to bring as much goodness and joy into the world as possible. And we need to use our gifts to do it. That's very, very true. Um, and, and when you were talking about gifts, I mean, I'm thinking some people are amazing at baking. You know, I, I, I like to eat it, but to go and do it, you know, probably not as much or gardening, you know, that they just have the old fashioned green thumb and so they're able to do that. Um, but you're right. We all have gifts and it's more or less, you know, discovering, I mean, if, if somebody becomes a neurosurgeon, you hope that he or she has an amazing gift of healing because here they're working inside your brain. And, you know, if you slip, whoops, <laughs> you're mm-hmm. not going to be the same. That's, That's right. Sure. That's so, right. Um, yeah, our gifts are ours to discover, but also to nurture, I think, and other people. So when you recognize that somebody does have a particular gift, you know, give them the support maybe that they need to not be afraid. Yes. And I would love to sing another song if you're okay with it. And again, my, sure. I, I want to tell you about my grandma, Rose, just a teeny bit. And then I'm gonna, I'd love to do a song that she, again, used to sing. And uh, actually, this is, and she didn't say it. This is a song I wrote for her. She taught me how to sing. And she was just an amazing woman who she understood the importance of bringing joy into the world. I never met anyone like her. Even when she was in her eighties, she would be literally dancing on the tables at weddings and singing toot, toot, tootsie and doing just amazing things. She loved every moment. And she would just, I remember sitting with her and her writing checks to any organization that asked her because they needed it. Even if it was a $10, $5. She felt you had to always give back. And she was just such an inspiration. So this is a song. Oh, real quickly. There was once when she was already older and her memory was, you know, she lost her memory and it was really sad, but still she had such a wonderful attitude and she still remembered the lyrics to every song. And she was amazing. So we're in the facility that she was in, it was a senior facility where people are walking with walkers and, and there, was, there was some sadness. And, and my grandma walking into the elevator, we're with, I'm with my kids and a few other people come into the elevator that just looks so sad. And my grandma starts singing, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. By the end of the elevator ride, Everybody was singing the song and it was and walking out smiling and it was amazing. So this is a song that I wrote for my grandma and I hope that you can get something from this. And um, can this be our closing song? Absolutely. We're going to be running out of time. Absolutely. Positively. Okay. okay. So it's called, you got to live, you got to give and be the best you can be. Oh, I remember sitting on my granny Rose's right knee. I still can recall those words of wisdom she did whisper to me. She said, never be sad. Honey, take it from me. You gotta live, you gotta give and be the best you can be. You gotta live, you gotta give and be the best you can be. Now you can waste away the hours like a fly on a dog or spend your money when it's sunny and live life like a hog. But in the final decree, if you want your soul to be free, you gotta live, you gotta give and be the best you can be. You gotta live, you gotta give and be the best you can be. 
Oh, sweet Granny Rose, sha-la-la-la, sha-la. Such a life she chose, sha-la-la-la, sha-la. And no matter what heartache came her way, she made the best of every day. So if you wake up every morning with a smile on your face, you're sure to brighten up the world and find a happier place. Yes, every day is your gift. Take it from ROSE. If you want to bake the perfect cake, it's what you put in and not what you take. So live your life well, and baby, you'll see your life can be the best that it can be. You gotta live, you gotta give and be the best you can be. Yeah. I love it. And what a great way to end the show. So seizing the day and using that song, I think that's a perfect way to wrap up this time with you. And thank you again for being my guest. I know they can find you at joniworld.com. All right. Everybody go out there and please make this your best life. And we will see you again next time. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.